a new study just came out about ADHD and food, which might just blow your mind. This study found that a ketogenic diet significantly reduced ADHD symptoms in test subjects. And when they compared these results to those of test subjects given the most popular ADHD medication, the results were very similar, underlining the fact that a ketogenic diet is a very viable alternative to ADHD medication. And if you're new to my channel, that's basically my favorite thing to talk about, a keto diet's potential to greatly reduce or eliminate ADHD symptoms. By the way, stick around to the end of this as I have a special invitation just for you that I know you're gonna love. But maybe you've never heard of this before and you're thinking, what, keto? What's that got to do with ADHD? In that case, you'll wanna check out my episode called How a Ketogenic Diet Reduces ADHD Four Possible Mechanisms and then come back here for the after party. Now, those of us who work with ketogenic diets to reduce ADHD symptoms often talk about how we need more research. We really, 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 really need more research. If anyone is a researcher out there listening, please and thank you. Um, so we need more research on how this way of eating can help people with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Now, while there is some research about it already, we want more, more research. So the good news is, that this study just came out and its results do show a great improvement in ADHD symptoms for the test subjects who went on keto. The bad news is the study was kind of small. We're talking 60 participants total and the participants were rats. Yep, they were rats. Now, here's a very quirky aside. They used two types of rats in the study and I already know what you're thinking, wait, what, rats with ADHD? Now I've heard it all, lady. I know, I know, hear me out. There's a type of rat called a spontaneously hypertensive rat. And these are lab rats that come from selective breeding. Very long story short, but a very interesting Google rabbit hole to go down. They were created as a way to study cardiovascular disease and they made them by breeding them and breeding them and breeding them. Lots of hot, hot rat loving going on here until they had these rats with high blood pressure. And as it turns out, these particular rats also display a lot of characteristics that are very similar to some of the ones that us ADHD folks have, especially those of us that have a uh, hyperactivity and impulsivity. And here in my notes, it says to open the fan that I got from Spain and fan myself, but I forgot and I left my fan upstairs. So just pretend I opened like a really cool fan. All right. Thanks. All right, so anyway, that's how they did the study. Yes, I know rats aren't people, but their findings show dramatic changes in these key areas. Behavior, levels of neurotransmitters in the brain, gene expression, and the gut microbiome of the rats. So if you feel like geeking out with me, I'm gonna briefly walk you through what they found in the research study. All right, so let's start with behavior. To measure behavior, what they did was they observed the rats for five minutes once a week over the course of 28 days, so five times in total, and they basically measured how much the rats moved around and how much time they were able to be still for. Now, they had rats with ADHD-like symptoms and rats without, but let's just focus on our ADHD-like rats for now. In these guys, they divided them into three groups. So they had the control group, so no medication, and a normal diet. Then they had the medication group. 
And in this group, they gave the rats the most popular ADHD medication at the moment, which I will not name because it can F up my um, YouTube stats and algorithm stuff and whatever if I ever want to do some kind of ad. So it's the most popular ADHD medication at the moment. Um, and then they also had the keto diet group. Uh, so that was a group of rats that was placed on a ketogenic diet. So we have our control group, our medication group, and our ketogenic diet group. Okay, so on day zero, before starting the treatment, all the rats moved around and stayed still pretty much the same amount. One week later, the rats on medication moved around quite a bit less and were able to stay still for longer. So the medication had a very rapid effect on them. The keto rats didn't show much of a change at all that week until week two. Now, here's where it starts to get interesting. Starting in week two, the rats on a ketogenic diet did begin to move around a bit less and were able to stay still a bit longer. And this continued throughout the rest of the experiment. If you look at the graph that's in the study, the medication wins in that it did reduce movement more than keto did, but don't worry, keto lovers, we will win some of the other ones in just a bit. Now, let's talk about levels of neurotransmitters in the old noggin, aka brain. <laughs> this part was, in very scientific terms, so freaking cool. I'm not gonna go through the whole thing because it's quite complex. I'm just gonna do my best to summarize this, even though I'm not a neuroscientist. Please understand that a lot of Googling went into the preparation of this video, so I hope you enjoy it and share it with a friend if you think it will benefit them. Love you forever. At the end of the 28 days in the study, they measured levels of various neurotransmitters in the brains of the rats, and here's what they found. OMG, pay attention to this part because really it's like, again, in scientific terms, wow. So when compared to the control group, both the brains of the rats on meds and the brains of the rats on keto showed significantly higher levels of serotonin. The rats on meds had just a little bit more than the keto rats. Don't worry, we will triumph soon, my keto people, hang on. If you need a refresher on what serotonin is, it does so many things, but you can think of it as a happiness chemical if you want the very, very, very simplest explanation. So both keto and medication increased this happiness chemical in the study participants' brains. Nice. They also looked at the neurotransmitter norepinephrine. Again, norepinephrine does a lot of things, but if your levels of it are too low, well, that's correlated to both ADHD and depression. So guess what? In the rats that received medication, their norepinephrine levels went up substantially, good. And in the keto rats, their norepinephrine levels went up even more. Yay, we won that one, keto, keto, keto. They also found a boost in something called, let's see if I can pronounce it, adenylate cyclase. Hmm, maybe it's adenylate cyclase. I forgot to Google it before, sorry. <laughs> adenylate cyclase, or AC, and cyclic adenosine monophosphate, or CAMP. I did Google how to say that one. In both of the brains of the keto rats and the medicated rats. So both this AC and CAMP were uh, boosted in the keto rats and the medicated rats. And there was more of a boost of AC in the keto group and more of a boost of CAMP in the medication group. And you know what, let's not get too technical here, but these are substances that we can think of as communicators on a cellular level. And at higher levels, they play a part in reducing inflammation, 
They play a part in tissue protection and they can even be anti-aging. Not too shabby. So those went up uh, in the keto wrath and in the medicated wrath. Yay. All right. In addition to improved levels of a bunch of neurotransmitters, guess what? They also found an effect on gene expression. This is also referred to as epigenetics. When we talk about epigenetics, we're not talking about changing the actual gene itself, but rather changing the way the gene works. So this part of the study, I mean, I found the whole study to be fascinating, but this part of the study I found to be really fascinating as I had only read about this in a theoretical context up until now. So check it out. Both the rats on medication and the rats on the ketogenic diet showed significant upregulation of the protein expression of a gene called DRD1. This gene encodes the D1 subtype of the dopamine receptor, and which is the most common dopamine receptor in the brain. So this 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 is this is what now? This receptor is responsible for such things as regulating memory, attention, impulse control, and our ability to move from one place to another. So to put all that in a simpler way, they found a link between being on a ketogenic diet and this super important gene being able to better do its thing. And the last major finding from the study was about the gut microbiome. So what happened to the gut microbiome? Well, if you compare the ADHD-like rats in the study to the non-ADHD-like rats, you can see that the rats that were bred to have ADHD-like symptoms had pretty much no gut bacteria in the phylum Bacteriodota. I tried to make a cool face like I knew how to pronounce that really well. I Googled that one a lot too. <laughs> so they had no gut bacteria in the phylum Bacteriodota, also called Bacterioides, um, whereas the non-ADHD rats did. So ADHD guys, the rats, they really didn't have hardly, they really didn't have much of any of this one. The non-ADHD guys did. Um, and by the way, these you know, bacteria are considered beneficial to humans when they're in the gut. So what do you think happens? You probably know where this is going. The rats that were placed on a ketogenic diet underwent a substantial increase in the amount of this bacteria, bacteroidota. Oh Lord, help me with the pronunciation. Bact bacteroidota. There we go. Bacteroidota bacteria in their little rat bellies. So that bacteria went up. And here's something that surprised me a lot. The rats that were placed on medication also experienced a dramatic increase in the number of this phylum of bacteria in their gut microbiome. So the medication made this kind of bacteria go up and the ketogenic diet made this kind of bacteria go up in the guts of the little old rats. This concept was completely new to me. I didn't know that stimulant medication could actually do that to your gut bacteria, but I did find one other study that showed this as well. Mind blown. Now, the researchers also observed another uh, bunch of changes, a number of other changes in the gut microbiome of the rats that were placed on a ketogenic diet. And they also examined what effect that might have on them. So these changes in the gut microbiome of the keto rats are related to two important metabolic changes. They can increase amino acid metabolism and decrease sugar metabolism. Nice. And overall, the diversity of the gut microbiome increased substantially in the rats on the ketogenic diet. So they had all different kinds of bugs in there. So, all right, what do we do with all this? I mean, according to the study, keto was a 
pretty awesome thing for these little rats to be on. And it helped them a lot with their ADHD and a whole bunch of other things. So what do we do with this information? Well, I personally think it's fascinating to see these comparisons in a very objective way. We know that medication does help many people with ADHD, but not everyone responds to it. Many people don't enjoy the side effects of medication. Some people either can't or just plain don't want to take it. And getting your hands on it often requires a substantial investment of time or money or both. Meanwhile, at the moment, there's an ADHD medication shortage going on. So even if someone does respond really well to medication and has no complaints about it, there's a very real chance that they might not always be able to get their prescription filled. So because of all these reasons, I think the ADHD community needs to work to get the word out more about ketogenic diets and their potential to serve as a replacement for ADHD medication. At the moment, very few people are even aware of this powerful therapy, and I think that any clinician working with ADHD clients should be duty-bound to at least mention this alternative to medication. In the meantime, we've got the internet. Remember at the beginning, I mentioned that I had an invitation for you? Well, here it is. I'm pleased to announce that I'll be hosting an online get-together, a shindig, a jamboree, a rendezvous, a party of sorts, darling, and I want you to be there. It's not going to be a boring lecture. It's not going to be a sales pitch. I know that's what you're thinking. It's not. <laughs> ew, ew, and ew. Not a lecture, not a sales pitch. It'll be an interactive forum where we'll work together to bust through ADHD blocks. So click the link in the description to learn more and RSVP. Can't wait to see you there.